Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey guys, welcome. This is a very special episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. Because guys, this week we have a special guest on our podcast. So we have Felix Rosenquist, the championship leader of the current Formula E season. An awesome name to have with us on the show today. An awesome name, an awesome personality and an awesome driver from the Mahindra Racing Stables to have on our show. He's also the Swede who I believe should be in Formula 1 as opposed to the Swede who currently is racing in Formula 1. I'm not going to name him. You guys know him. <laughs> uh, by the way, I find it so difficult to figure what season of Formula E this is because the official uh, wording is like 2017-2018 Formula E season. I mean, come on, guys. Can we just keep it really simple for everyone? I know you have marketing geniuses out there. <laughs> I'm just glad that they don't call it, you know, Formula E Season 3, Season 4 or whatever. Those lame numbering things are best left for, you know, television series. <laughs> <laughs> so in this week's episode, we get straight to the point with Felix Rosenquist because that's what we love to do. Does he really have Formula 1 aspirations? And if so, what are his plans to break into Formula 1? And, you know, we also ask him some fun stuff, like who his favorite driver is. And I think I can all agree with him on his choice there. <laughs> we ask him his favorite racing venue, how he's mastered the art of driving at street circuits. And obviously, we ask him if he's subscribed to the Inside Line Formula One podcast on iTunes and Audio Boom. And hint, he said yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we also ask him about his relationship with Mahindra Racing. And very crucially, how they are working together to go for the win this season. Uh, so guys, it's time to welcome Felix Rosenquist on the Inside Line F1 podcast. I'm going to take it forward from here. Welcome, Felix. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit more about your Formula E and your Mahindra racing experience? Because you started off last season, which was your debut. You finished third in the championship. And now you're leading the championship with Mahindra racing. Uh, Formula E is clearly a more competitive championship. It's actually, I would say, after... Under Formula One, the most competitive one when you see in terms of teams and drivers. Uh, so it's definitely a place where where you want to settle in as a as a young driver going through the ranks. And uh, and uh, yeah, my target is to to win the championship. And um, yeah, last year we we had a really good run in my rookie season. I think uh, the team really managed to integrate me well. Um, I felt really good with with all the guys, and it, it's something really needed in Formula E as you work very closely uh, on a personal level with with everyone in the team during during the race week and so it was something quite rare but it worked really good and uh, this year we will certainly try to go for the win. Given the publicity that Formula 1 of course gets we all know what a typical Formula 1 weekend is like but how is a Formula E weekend for a driver like you? Okay um, yeah the weekend is normally very slow starting as you you 
you're always raised on a different continent and and you normally arrive on like Monday or Tuesday just to get used to the jet lag. So you always start off by looking around in the city, trying to get acclimatized. Uh, yeah, just look around a little bit, have a bit of holiday when, when you're actually traveling is, is something quite cool. Then on Thursday, normally it, it all goes crazy and you have a lot of uh, meetings to catch up with the team what happened from the last uh, weekend and since since you last met in the simulator which is normally the case uh, then it goes on to a lot of media activities normally you have like a dinner or something on, on Thursday then comes Friday which is uh, more less media I would say and more about uh, the actual driving and working with the team even more and then you normally do a lot of driver uh, car change practices jumping from one car to the other uh, you normally have a warm-up as well and then the actual race day is just a complete madness like you I had a couple of races where I actually didn't look at my phone from six in the morning to eight in the evening like I didn't even see one message or or managed to post anything you know on my social media or anything it was just complete fully occupied for the whole day so um it's cool i i, I quite like it uh I, I preferred it a bit more when it was like very short and now it's sort of turned into three very busy days instead but it's also as the championship grows there's a lot of new things that you you have to keep in mind and and the preparation gets more huge all the time for for every race as you have such a short running so it's uh it's quite mental but uh i prefer it that way than than having like the long a lot of sessions and long races and like that it, i think it's better for the for the fans and for the drivers to to just get it over with quickly the fitness levels of formula 1 drivers are really well known and you know we've seen how drivers keep posting these pictures of them working out and uh, what is the level of fitness that a formula e driver requires it's a different kind of physical i think in formula e first of all the, the steering wheel is very heavy on some circuits so that's very physical actually for example in mexico there's a lot of drivers that struggle in the end of the races but all in all i wouldn't say it's a massively physical car compared to other things i've driven like indycar or gp2 or formula 3 um you know you lack the downforce in the cars and then you, you normally it gets less you get less g forces and less weight through the steering wheel uh, but normally as you race in very hot cities it's it's quite a quite a hot race and and due to all the things you have to manage in the car it's very you get quite tired and you're always so sharp mentally and that that can get you quite easily in the end of the race if you start to fade a bit so um yeah it's, it's a different kind of 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 fitness than compared to most other series Here are some of the fun stuff. What's your favorite Formula E venue? Because I know the series goes to some really offbeat racing venues. I think it has to be a draw between Hong Kong and Monaco. Actually, um, I think it was really Hong, Hong Kong was my first race, and I was like, it was such a wow effect on me when I came there because. I didn't know what the cha- championship was like and Hong Kong was one of one of the big venues obviously that the championship had to to work really hard to to put on the calendar so that was a really cool start and then obviously I won a race there this year um so I have some cool memories from that one and then Monaco was you know it's my it's my hometown now and uh, I wasn't expecting it to be a cool one but when the race actually took off and like having spent the week at home and then finally going down to the paddock it was it was quite a cool feeling and it felt a little bit like a minor version of the of the F1 weekend so um 
yeah, and I also I never raced at Monaco, so that was like something to tick out the list. My prediction is that you are going to be in a season-long title fight, and I really hope it remains a season-long title fight, and you are able to chase for win with Mahindra Racing. But at this moment, who do you think is your biggest title rival this season? Uh, my biggest rivals this season, I think. Um, I mean, I, I think personally, Sam Bird always. He, he's a very strong driver, a strong contender, and he has a solid car this year as well. So he will he will definitely be there. Uh, very good in qualifying, and I think when he's he's strong in the races in terms of overtaking, and and when he runs in the front, he normally leaves the pack completely and and wins the race, which he's done a couple of times the last uh, half year. So. He he will be a strong one, and then there's just such a beehive after that. You know, you, you never you don't really know who can who can be up there and winning races. So I, I would just say you have to keep an eye out on almost everyone this year. So how do you how do you and Mahindra Racing work together to stay ahead of the competition? Is there a secret motto? Yeah, it's a quite cool balance of you know working with what you have and looking what the others are doing. You know, I think from from a driver point, you know, the drivers always speak with other drivers, and you sort of hear something and you put pressure on your team because you know that the other team has something that you don't. But then actually, the truth might be that your own team has a lot of things that they don't have. So it's very easy to see all the things that that you don't have, like the grass is greener on the other side. And I, I've, I've realized that in Mahindra, we, we we normally do our own thing and we, we don't look too much outside. Um, maybe maybe on some design ideas, so we, we have done some things, but uh, overall we, we, we keep quite for ourselves. And um, we, we have a lot of good things, in our, especially in our so- software system that I know many teams don't have. And uh, I, I think on that, on that area we 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 sort of had the mentality that everything is possible you know if we the driver has been requested to implement a system that will help us with something in the car you know the the team has never said we cannot do it and they they always said you know we will have it ready by let's say in two races and then it's always been there and it's been working and i think that mentality is the one that puts us in a position where we are right now leading the championship and um yeah i really hope we can continue that level of you know, willing to win and and the f- family feeling in the team because that's that's very very underrated to to have a few people that knows very well what they need to do. Also, like a lot of other professional drivers, I know uh, you know you've raced in single seaters, you've raced in GT cars, you've raced uh, across a variety of series and uh, formulae. How do you adapt your driving styles to these different series that you race in? Well, actually, I don't race in Super Formula this year, and uh, but uh, I will announce my second secondary championship plan in a couple of weeks. So uh, you will hear about that soon. Uh, but I can speak about last year and the year before, and uh, I think adapting to to different cars it's something that is a bit of an art. You know, it's something. But um, I'm always a believer if you if you do one thing the same all the time, it's sort of in the back of your spine, you sort of learn that that's the only way. And the way you start doing other things, you, you open up your body to a, a lot of new potential. And, and, and that's why I tried to keep doing as much racing as I can, because it's like 
you know it, it's if you try to ride a bicycle backwards obviously you will fall but you can also learn to ride a bicycle backwards and and, and that's that that's the same mindset i try to have with racing cars that you know if i jump in a rally cross car or a, i don't know a prototype car it shouldn't be a reason why i couldn't drive that and i, I never try to have a favorite car so i just love love driving and i try to do as much as possible and sometimes it's hard to adapt but uh, i think the more you do it the, the easier it gets this is my favorite part of the question because i've driven a petrol car i've driven an electric car but i've never raced in one so felix how different is it to race in a combustion powered car versus an all electric formula e car what is like that key difference i think the difference is not massive i would say the biggest difference is the delivery from the time you put your foot down till the time where you actually go forwards you know and especially in super formula you have a turbo engine which which is the new technology now in in combustion engines and uh it's quite slow like it takes a good for five tenths of a second before you you actually get the power you request from the pedal and it's always a delay uh, if you want more power so yeah it, it, but it's something that you program very easily to your body you get used to quickly uh, you don't really think about it um and the formula e engine is is sort of very very good in slow speed corners because whatever you request from it it will give you and then it's a bit weak on the like in a high speed corner if you so you lift the throttle and you go on the throttle again if you do it too late then you lose a lot of speed because there's just not enough power on that high high speed kind of corner but uh, i think as the championship goes on and the power gets higher every year it's going to be more more just like a normal combustion engine but with a much better power delivery and request so um i i would say a, an electric engine in the end is a is a perfect engine and it does exactly what you ask for but it's just a matter of it has to get more powerful also uh do you have formula 1 aspirations because we are an f1 podcast and i'd love to hear your views on what your aspirations are yes of course uh my dream is is to race in formula 1 clearly and uh I try every day to prove the teams there that I'm capable of a seat and uh, I haven't given up that dream um at one point then at the same time you know I'm realistic I I think maybe it's better to be with the best drivers and to try to beat the best drivers instead of you know spending you know if you try to do formula 2 for example you have to find budget because the teams there are not manufacturer teams and they cannot afford paying drivers so I prefer to live as a professional driver and then try to beat the best drivers and improve myself and in that way I might have a chance to go to Formula 1 rather than the classical way that that tells you that you need to go through single seat ladders and basically pay yourself uh, to get a drive and which I haven't had the possibility to do so it's just two different ways and doesn't mean I have given up the dream by by any means and uh from an indian team in formula e to an indian team in formula 1 would you fancy a seat at force india formula 1 team yeah force india is doing a very impressive job um i think it's a very similar story to mahindra in formula e um it's an indian team that i think has more limited resources than other teams in 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 the similar in the in the same championship and still doing a lot better results than everyone expecting sort of an underdog 
And um, I think we we are not underdogs anymore in Formula E, but we were definitely last year, and and now we we have stepped up a lot um, compared to the others. But for India, is is still, you know, they they are a mid mid range team, and they don't have nearly as high budget as as the people around them, and they still have m- very very good car and do a great job every year, and and that's that's uh, something the Indians should be really proud of. It's. Uh, is really carrying the the flag in 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 the best championship in the world. So, I would definitely love to to drive for that team. This I can tell you is Mithila's favorite question because she, she probably has second guessed your answer because it would be difficult to not do so. But who is your favorite Formula One driver? I think it was Kimi until he starts posting training videos like every other driver. Uh, I mean, I I know Esteban Ocon really well, and he's a. I really respect him as a driver, and I would say he's my he's my new favorite. I hope that he will he will get the Mercedes seat one day. I think he can be a potential uh, world championship winner. Felix, you're known as a master of street circuits, and that's actually a great quality to have. Are there any tips for fans or budding racers that you'd like to share? Any any secret uh, ingredients as to what makes you a good street car racing driver uh street circuit is a is a completely different way of of driving than than other circuits um normally the biggest fact is that you have walls instead of uh white lines that define the limit of the of the track so whenever you it, it, in the beginning it's quite hard to accept that whenever you do a small mistake instead of running on the grass or on the curb you you're actually in the wall and your session is over because you you damage your cars and and that fear is with you all the time so basically you cannot make a mistake you have to start from the bottom and work yourself up to the limit you cannot like another championship find the limit in the first lap and then go over it and then work your way down to find the perfect way of driving the corner and uh it's something i really represent because it's i think racing should be about it should be da- dangerous and you should be aware of the risks you're taking and the most brave and the most clever drivers in the in the combination should be the ones that are the quickest and i, I think that's the case in in the street circuit so I, I think the the most three most important thing is to is to to know yourself to know what you are capable of at, at that day you know and you need to know what the car is capable of and those two together is if you see that someone is one second quicker than you you need to know do i have three tenths in myself and seven tenths in the car or do i have zero tenths in the car and two in myself you know you, you cannot just panic and try to find one second because that's that's when you're crashing in the wall and then um yeah, and then the the third thing is to to be brave because you, in the end of the day you need to be brave. You need to be a bit crazy because racing on a street circuit is crazy and it's dangerous. So I think if you don't have that adrenaline need in your in your body, then you would never be as good as as some others on a street circuit. Finally, which driver have you enjoyed racing the most against? And you could pick all the drivers that you've raced against in any of the series. I think um, probably Danny Juncadella and Antonio Felix da Costa have has been two names for me that you know they're the same age as me and and we we've been racing in a lot of similar categories all our careers and we it's it's funny like I almost see them more than I see my own family so whenever I go to to a race even if it's watching a race or driving a race or whatever it is I would always find them there and all around the world. 
So we sort of built a really good friendship from from all those years, and I, I wouldn't say I have a lot of good friendships, but uh, they, they have been they have been really good friends and and made made every every week from your family and friends and girlfriend at home away. It's they have made it a lot easier both on the track and and off the track. So it's uh, it's cool when you can have some some true friendship as well in in a competitive sport like this. Thank you so much for being on the Inside Line F1 podcast, uh, Felix. It was wonderful to have you, and we look forward to having you again. All right, that's it. Thank you very much, folks. Uh, whether Formula One seat comes along Felix's way or not, I think he is definitely destined for success and greatness in Formula E. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Adios. If you look around, you'll see the world can be pretty smart. Okay, very smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. That's why we're reshaping online learning with our FlexPath format. You can set your own deadlines, take classes at your own pace, even leverage your previous experience to move faster. So when it comes to earning your bachelor's degree, you know what kind of choice to make. A smart one. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter.